Hey guys, this is Jyoti Shamnani from Roller Page. On today's podcast, I am talking to Victoria from Build X Lab uh, about real estate investing. I hope you enjoy this podcast. So stay tuned and subscribe if you're not already. But first, let's get to know Victoria. So Victoria, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm a real estate investor and architect, and I grew up in Mississauga. I now live in Toronto. And in terms of where I invest, I have properties in Kitchener, but mostly in the Niagara region. Um, so I try to kind of stick there. And overall, um, yeah, just really interested in, in design, architecture, and the real estate uh, space. Interesting. Yeah. So you said you um, lived in Mississauga. How was it about um, that you liked in Mississauga? How was mm -hmm. the life then? Yeah, Mississauga has changed so much throughout the years. So it's interesting to talk about it now and look back. But yeah, it's, it was a good place to live. Like I went to University of Waterloo um, for my undergrad and master's. But I remember taking the GO bus back from Waterloo uh, or Cambridge, that's where the campus is, back to Mississauga. Mm -hmm. And then on my way back, I just remember getting dropped off at square one and seeing all these condos come up. And I was like, wow, like when did this happen? And it was so busy. And I was like, this is so strange. Like I had this moment of, okay, this is like definitely a different city than yeah. where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, even we have seen changes, um, I would say, within last uh, 10 years. Mm. It has grown up in a jungle of, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Condos, <laughs> Condos. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's true. So let's talk about the investment. How mm. did you get into this? Yeah, like, uh, I guess thinking back, like, why did I even want to invest in real estate? Like, one of the things was, I guess my parents, they bought some real estate when I was younger. I think I never quite uh kind of bring it back this far but in reality I was exposed to real estate investing when I was younger they bought a shop at mm -hmm. St. Clair and um they bought it they renovated it they rented it out they had a pretty good experience because they had a family friend that was uh, investing with them so they had some guidance um but you know being more like an immigrant family they've been taught to like save and be more risk adverse so mm -hmm. they like found it very stressful but it did work out for them um but when it came to me and I was like growing up I was like working some of my first jobs saving um investing I put some money into mutual funds mm -hmm. and then I was just looking for other ways to make money and invest so you know I, I thought to look into real estate so that's kind of where I landed so how do you like it? Um, is it uh, good for you in terms of, like you said, your parents uh, had a lot of stress? Mm -hmm. How do you find it for yourself? Yeah, it's definitely not an easy ride at all. Um, I've had a ton of stories when it comes to real estate <laughs> investing, but I think overall it's been good. I think you just need to have the mindset of this is a long-term thing. It's not, you know, you buy property and everything's you know, roses and it's going to be great. You need to take the good with the bad and not be afraid about hard work or finding people that will help you along the way. So um, I would say overall, real estate investment investing has been great for me, but it's a lot of work too. Okay. So uh, now let's come to the question where, uh, let's say if I have to invest and I am a first time investor, right. what are the things that I should look for? Yeah, like I think it... it all comes down to, I guess, your why 
in, in terms of like, why are you investing in real estate? What are your goals? So even before I even think about giving someone guidance on that, it's again, like, yeah, what are your goals? Do you want something that is kind of turnkey and easy to manage? You want to just park your savings somewhere? Um, that was kind of my mindset in the very beginning. It's like, I have these savings I'm putting in the bank. They're you know, giving me some okay returns, but I almost treated my first rental property like a bank, you know, you put your money in there, your renters will pay the mortgage. I wasn't cash flowing a ton, but it was kind of keeping up with the expenses. And I was happy to just, again, treat it like a bank account. It'll save money. I won't spend it on frivolous things. And it was good. Okay. And uh, so what should be the minimum amount that can help me start investing? Yeah, and it really depends. And I guess it depends on like the market you're going to invest in first, right? So I guess there's a lot of different factors that come into play when you're thinking about your first um, investment property. So one thing would be, yeah, like what, what do you have available in terms of like resources and money for a down payment? And depending on what you have available, maybe that will determine the market that you want to invest in, right? So say I have 50,000 saved up or, you know, a mix of my own money and maybe my parents will lend me some money. Um, that will determine the amount of money that you have for a down payment, assuming you have like 20% down and then, uh, what, 20% down of, if, if you have 50,000, that's not very much, that would be, what, 250,000? So you need to find a market that has a house that will sell for 250,000. But, you know, that gives you some parameters to work with and kind of narrows down your search. So I would see that as an opportunity, right? Like when you don't have any parameters, you're kind of looking everywhere. And I find that's when people get analysis paralysis. They don't even know where to start. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess uh, it's it's very important. So tell me something. Do you recommend any specific areas that uh, one should be looking for when looking for investing? Like in terms of cities or? Yeah, in terms of cities. Yeah, like I, I like to analyze cities on my own in terms of like, um, you know, employment. Uh, so are there jobs? Is mm -hmm. there a solid population? Mm -hmm. Is there um, a need for rent? So like, what is the vacancy rates? Um, what are the type of industries there? You know, ideally you'd look for a city that has a diversity of uh, different industries so that if one, you know, goes down, then it has like other kind of opportunities for work and employment. Um, so like Mississauga, like when I was looking for my first property, one, I lived there, but like naturally I knew that it was a great place with the diversity mm -hmm. of different jobs like manufacturing um had square one with a lot of retail so it naturally was a great place for me to get started in investing uh, but now probably less so because of the price of properties but like i would treat it the same way i'd look at markets um, that have a variety of different factors that are going for it both in the short term and the long term and then that way it kind of safeguards uh, the type of investment and type of property that you're investing in and so from the cities, let's come to the type of property. Mm. Which one do you suggest are the good ones? Or which one do you think are the ones that will give you a better uh, ROI? Yeah, like I think for me, I look at it, one, can it cash flow? So, 
you, you really want to look at properties that can service its own expenses. So mortgage payments, insurance, taxes, um, ongoing capital costs, property management, those kind of things, right? So the rent coming in should ideally carry all those expenses. So that's not coming out of your pocket. Um, so looking for properties that have income generated from that. And when you look all over Southern Ontario right now, it's very hard to cash flow with a single family. Um, so naturally, um, I would suggest like a, like a small multifamily. So, you know, two, two units, three units, even four units, or you could go into larger commercial properties, but again, they, they tend to be more expensive. Um, but yeah, small multi-units would probably be the way to go when I'd be first looking. Right. And do you think, let's say I bought a property, would you suggest to do some changes to it or invest some money in, you know, sort of making any changes internally? It really depends. Like, I think even looking back to, you know, if you're buying your first property, you don't even have a principal residence yet. Like, uh, like a concept is called house hacking, right? So mm. you buy a property, has two units, maybe even three units, you can take advantage of the fact that you can put 5% or 10% down mm -hmm. and then you can rent out the second unit to somebody else, right? So they will help carry the cost for you. Um, alternatively, if you already have a, your own place to live and you want to just treat it as a rental, again, like having the two units is good because, you know, if one tenant doesn't pay, then you naturally have the other one, hopefully to also manage the costs. Um, and then in terms of renovations, I really focus on renovations that can bring value to the property, um, whether it's, you know, turning a single family to a two unit or a three unit. So then again, that can generate additional income or doing um, renovations that will aid in the ongoing maintenance and mm -hmm. kind of uh, management of the properties. So, um, you know, things that would help with um, maybe... Uh, heating costs or you know splitting of the utilities that kind of thing um, again so um, if you're if you're renting it out then you can have like each tenant pay for their own utilities so there is kind yeah. of return for those renovations so in terms of investing um, is it good to uh, have a partner or you can do it by yourself yeah, again, it comes down to your goals. Um, when I started, I didn't have a lot of uh, uh, income or, mm -hmm. or money for a down payment. So the first property I bought was with my sisters. It was essentially a joint venture between me and my three older sisters. And it was a great way to just enter the market. I think that's the most important thing is to just get started. Because I think if you research a lot about real estate investing, there's just so much to know. And you might feel like, oh, I'm not doing this perfectly or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like... Naturally, you're not going to know everything. You're going to make mistakes, yeah. and that's okay. So I think the most important thing is to jump in, and you'll naturally learn along the way. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's okay to join venture in the beginning if you have to. And, you know, again, as you get more experience, maybe you feel like, oh, I want to do this on my own, and maybe that's your natural evolution as an investor. For me right now, I kind of do a mix of both. I, I kind of like doing some properties on my own. It, you can kind of make decisions fast and that's fun. But then it's also nice to uh, partner with people and um, work together and you're kind of winning together. Is financing difficult um, for investment properties? 
in terms of getting financed. Mm -hmm. So let's say now um, you're working with few other people because you don't have enough uh, down payment, right? right? So would that be something which is uh, going to be a challenge? Yeah, to be honest, like, I think that's um, something that people perceive that, you know, uh, once you hit a certain number of properties that you can't get financed. But I would say that's simply not necessarily true if you can find the right deals. Um, it is true when it comes to the A banks, right? So like RBCs, TDs, Scotia banks, you know, the main lenders out there, they will cap you at a certain point in terms of the number of properties that you can have. But at a certain point in an investor's career, they will go toward um, commercial mortgages. Mm-hmm where the properties essentially service their own debt and can qualify on their own. When it comes to small, smaller multi-units, under five units, you can get small commercial mortgages. So again, as long as there's enough income that's being generated from the property, you will be able to qualify, like the property will be able to qualify on its own essentially, so you won't need to rely on a T4 income. Um, and then when you do five units or above, again, it's also looking at the property, the income coming in versus the expenses, and can it, um, you know, can it service its own kind of debt? So, you know, if you want to scale solely on your own and you don't want to work with any partners, it is possible as long as you find the right properties and the right deals. Uh, it is becoming increasingly harder, but it is possible. I know many investors that only work on their, on their own. Now, you mentioned um, previously that uh, people do make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes. But would you suggest to have a investment coach to guide you how to do it so then you are um, able to sort of go in a proper way? I think, again, like it depends on your personality as well as where you are in your journey. So I think one thing would be to really think about yourself and, and knowing yourself, right? So mm-hmm. um, for me, I'm very much a self-starter and I jumped into it without a coach because I know I just like to learn by doing um, and, and I'm not afraid to just jump in and make mistakes. And then I decided to get a coach when I kind of grew to a certain point and I knew that there were people doing much bigger things and they're implementing systems that I didn't know or... Uh, I kind of just wanted the answers quicker. So that's when I decided to hire a coach so I could really scale my business. Uh, but some people, I think it makes sense to hire a coach right away because they're stuck in analysis paralysis. They won't even take the first step without yes. somebody kind of guiding them. So mm-hmm. in that case, if you know maybe that's the type of personality you are, then it might help to get a coach from the get-go. I guess I'm that kind of a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess like there's no wrong or right answer. I mm-hmm. think as long as you kind of know who you are and then how to get started, then yeah. Right. And I think it's also like you're saying, a lot of it depends on the personality. A lot of it depends like, are you really a risk taker? Right. Um, I, I feel sometimes and with all the changes that are coming into rules and regulations constantly, um, taxes, all these things are the uh, challenges that people have. Um, So uh, how have you ever like thought of uh, comparing it with, you know, investing in stock market and investing in real estate? Do you think there is any difference between the two or 
is it good to just invest in a real estate or how how does how do you think about that i know a lot of real estate investors that actually invest in stock options so um there's that natural mix i haven't dove into that yet but seeing the success that some of my colleagues have had i i'm sure that it is um you know a great strategy but i wouldn't be able to comment on that personally and i'm also like the type to not maybe um you know say anything about a strategy that i'm not knowledgeable in but personally i haven't had like any experience in the stock market but the reason why i enjoy investing in real estate is one there's like a certain level of control to it that you can have in in like analyzing a market understanding where the rents are understanding you know the types of renovations that you can do to raise the value um there's a lot of strategies that are within your control there's obviously the elements that aren't like the the market rising and going up you know double in value but uh, i think as long as you're strategic and conservative with your numbers there is a lot that you can um strategically do um within your control well i would say it is only now like in last few years that the property prices have gone so much high but otherwise there is there was a certain set amount of um rise that was taking place in the property market and uh, given the circumstances it's happening more in canada because like you said we um, we are an immigrant country so we have more people coming in and that's why properties are booming is it do you think do you agree with that thought that the the rise in uh, property prices yeah 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 i think there's so many different factors to it like one of the major factors is the fact that canada printed so much money so uh people were trying to find a way or a place to put it right so some people put it in stocks some people put it in real estate uh you we've both we've seen both very inflated uh in the past year um and then naturally unfortunately like real estate is somewhat a commodity and it it does um when when your property value raises in value you can refinance it and then put those funds into another property right so on one hand is a great strategy to scale on the other hand if you haven't entered the market it makes it even more difficult to enter the market it, it's really helped people that were already uh growing their portfolios and they're able to accelerate even further so from what i'm understanding is that you a need to have a uh, a certain kind of risk taking um ability in yourself patience is something that is very much required in this but even so how long would it take to see to be able to see the return on investment yeah it really depends on like uh how fast you want to scale for for me for example i got bought my first property maybe over 10 years ago so my story is actually quite long um compared to some investors that you might hear on social media where they're like oh wow i got 20 properties in a year or something um but that tends to be the exception and also again comes down to your personality right like as amazing as that might sound you don't know the back story and all the stress and work that they had to do that so if you want, you know, 20 properties in a year, be ready for the work that comes with that. I think people don't talk about that enough. And right. when you truly get to know those people, which some of them I have, they talk about all the nightmare kind of tenants they've dealt with and all the renovations and crazy things and, you know, thinking about myself, I don't want that 
kind of life. Like as much as I want to grow and scale, I don't want to do it to that level either, right? So I think knowing yourself, where you want to be, what pace you want to grow at, um, will ultimately aid in like the decision making. Um, but uh, in terms of like the return on investment, um, it, it, again, depends on the type of project. Like a turnkey investment, you know, you don't have to do any renovations. You know, you might be holding that three to five years, and it's kind of just a nice, slow and steady strategy, versus uh, people who are looking to uh, buy, renovate, refinance, you know, I've done projects around six months to a year, so that could be that timeline. And then if you're looking for a very fast strategy to get active income, then there's flips. And people tend to do those within like one to three months so that they, they can have higher turnaround, but then they um, kind of do more projects, get more active income. So, so here is the question. Um, Again, I would say there are different categories and there are different types of people, right? Yeah. So um, let's say I don't have time to do all these things. Uh, can I hire an investment company to do this for me? Yeah, for sure. Like there's tons of options um, if you want to invest in real estate and you just don't have the time for it. One option is joint venturing. So I've personally taken some uh, joint venture partnerships uh, in that specific situation where I'm the active partner looking for the deal, managing the renovations, and then eventually finding the tenants and whatnot. And then when it's all ready, then they can refinance not so there's you know an active partner and then a passive partner passive partner simply needs to qualify for the mortgage uh, they will supply the down payment um, costs and then the renovation costs and then they can kind of sit there while the active kind of partner kind of does their work until yeah the refinance comes in and hopefully they can pull out all their money uh, so that's one option right forming a joint venture partnership with somebody who is active uh, and doing that um, another option is kind of REITs. So, you know, real estate investment trusts. So it's essentially like a stock where they have a huge portfolio and you can invest in their portfolio of real estate. Um, so you essentially yeah, buy shares on the stock market for these investment trusts. Um, another way is like private lending. So real estate investors that are more active, they will take on uh, private money. So you could lend, say, say you have 100000 you don't know what to do with it, it's sitting in your bank account, you could lend it to a person like me who will like offer you a set return, and then you kind of have monthly payments coming in. Um, so th there's, yeah, definitely a couple options that you could go with if you're looking to invest in real estate, but you don't want to put in the time or the effort. This rings bell to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would yeah. say you're hired, Victoria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is pretty good information. And I think um, um, it's, it's kind of motivating the way you're saying that you invested in quite a few properties in your first year. Um, so, yeah, would you like to share some more uh, in depth about it? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's kind of been like a slow and steady process for me. So... Uh, I bought my first property, I think it's 2011. It was a townhouse in Mississauga with my sisters. So that was my first one. It was turnkey, so we didn't do any renovations. We rented it out. It uh, carried its costs. It had some cash flow. And we were kind of good. Again, like treating it like a bank account. We put our down payment money in. We're glad it was kind of carrying itself. And that was kind of it. Um, and we kind of didn't know about these other strategies, but like growing up, we just thought it was great to have like an investment property. 
Um, then I went to school, kind of stopped thinking about real estate for a little while and kind of focused on my education. Uh, but then I graduated um, and then I was thinking, you know, what else do I want to do? So that's when I came back to real estate and I was like, okay, um, I really want to invest again. I was living in um, or I was working in Waterloo at the time. And then uh, I was looking around the city and I thought, okay, who, where do I want to invest? I chose Kitchener. I thought Kitchener was a great city, very progressive. They had a lot of uh, transit coming in. They had tech companies coming in. So uh, it was interesting. Uh, properties there were still, you know, two to 300,000 at the time. So I was like, wow, I can buy a property, a single detached property for less than a condo that was being built there. So I was like, okay, this is no brainer. If I can buy a detached property less than a condo, then naturally, you know, they'll um, they'll kind of rise to match that price. So that was maybe three years after the first property I bought in Mississauga, and then um, did a bunch of renovations, then rented it out. Um, so again, that was a single family, and then I kind of just didn't know what to do from there. You know, like I kind of ran out of money, and I was like, okay, I don't know how to invest in property without saving. So I, it was kind of in that mode, but I started investing um, into uh, some time into like finding different real estate groups, where can I learn? And I stumbled upon this group in Oakville and uh, it's Rockstar Real Estate if anybody's interested. And they're, they're a brokerage in, uh, um, in Oakville that provides education about investing, but um, I kind of learned about different markets and uh, eventually made my way to Niagara. So they're kind of talking about this is kind of an area that's growing a lot. So I was like, okay, like I'll consider it, you know, growing up in the GTA, I thought this is so far, like why would I ever invest here? Uh, but then I eventually bought a property in St. Catharines. Again, it was fairly turnkey, single family. And then that was when I was like, truly, this is it. Like I don't have any more money. So you know, I didn't really know what to do from there. But then that's when I kind of started um, learning about the birth strategy uh, right before the pandemic. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, like I understand like how to kind of recycle my money by like refinancing if I do like the proper renovations. So uh, I started looking uh, end of 2019. I ended up in like Welland and we found a property that was a really good candidate for uh, conversion. So single family to a two unit property. And so I put in, you know, about $50,000 to convert it. And uh, it was, it was great. So I bought it, um, put $50,000 in, and then I was able to refinance uh, the full down payment and the renovation costs. And that was kind of like the light bulb, like, oh, wow, this is how like true wealth is created. I can own this property without having any money in the property and, and continue to collect rent and it cash flows. So I kind of repeated that from then on and was able to build my portfolio. And I kind of still am in the Niagara region today investing. It's definitely harder given that the prices have risen, but kind of scaled that strategy. So now it's more single family to three units or single family um, with a lot severance. So you're kind of buying a double lot, severing that property and then considering to build a second house on, on the lot. So like advancing okay. the strategies. So let's talk about permits then. So yeah. you are talking about now you're saying you can convert them into multi-units. Yeah. Um, how uh, accessible or how quick it is to get the permits? It really depends on the city. It's funny, but, um, you know, it can go from, you know, four to six weeks would be ideal 
to sometimes it takes longer. It really depends on like how, how long the city takes to review and how much back and forth there is between your designer and the city um, because naturally you submit and then there's a lot of revisions depending on um, what they want to see. So, you know, all in all, like, it'd be great if you're looking to renovate a property during your closing period, if it's like 60 to 90 days, you can get the owner to kind of sign off on the fact that your designer can apply for the building permits. So by the time you get possession, you'll have a building permit in hand. So that's one of my tips for anybody looking to renovate is if you can get the seller to agree for your designer to um, apply for permits while you are closing. Right. So it looks like a lot of work. Do you get any social time for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been easier with uh, COVID because mm -hmm. like you, we've all been kind of forced to us like hunker down and, and not kind of socialize. I think now that things are opening up, I definitely have more pressure to go out and do that kind of thing. But I think that's naturally where I want to go anyways, like finding some balance in my life. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, I've been training for a marathon um, that's wow. not social, but you know, that's something I kind of do on the side, yeah. like trying to get more exercise and get outside and kind of enjoy life in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's the goal for the spring and summer is just to socialize, enjoy life a little bit more, especially as things open up. That was actually my next question coming to, but you already <laughs> talked about it. So how do you spend your day, Victoria, in terms of like the work and then um, you are preparing yourself, I'm sure, for marathon? Yeah, so my day is kind of crazy. Like, so I have my own design and kind of architecture practice going on. So I help other investors and uh, people with design projects. And I've kind of been keeping that low key, but, you know, slowly people have been um, kind of getting in touch. So if there is anybody that's looking for uh, design or architecture work for, um, you know, whether it's an investment property, you know, getting a building permit, I'm happy to help. Um, so that's where a lot of my day is usually, whether it's talking to clients or being on site, um, looking at a construction site, even like reviewing the work or talking to contractors. And that could be for clients or could be for my investment properties. So it kind of gets mixed all into one. And then I also teach. Um, I teach at OCAD in environmental design. And then I'm also a uh, real estate coach. So I teach other investors how to like buy their investment properties and kind of put in the systems uh, to scale their portfolio as well. So I have a lot of different things on the go. Um, and yeah, it all sounds like work, but I'm trying to find some balance <laughs> <laughs> in the life. So yeah. yeah. No, that's good. And um, thank you for sharing so much information. It's really great. Uh, before we go, do you have any tips or advice for our audience? Yeah, for investing, I would say uh, if you're just getting started, my tip would be to house hack, probably, you know, don't just buy the nice condo or even like spend a ton of rent on like a very nice condo. I, I, I would find like live within your means and mm -hmm. then kind of get into the market as soon as you can. And um, yeah, again, like buy a property, maybe it's like two or three units, and then you can have a roommate or you can have somebody that subsidizes your expenses in that way. Um, and then when it comes to design and architecture, um, I guess maybe it's like shameless plug, but like find a designer architect to, to work with as like part of your power team. I think 
it's really great to have somebody that's able to kind of guide you if you don't know, or you can get educated um, in, in the renovations and kind of uh, doing that kind of work. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's it. So Victoria, if people want to reach out to you on the social media, where would they uh, reach you? Yeah, you can reach me on Instagram. My tag is at buildxlab, or you can find my, me on my website. It's www.buildxdesign.ca, and you can send me a message there. All of you who are watching, if you're interested, do connect with Victoria. Um, I do like quite a lot of things that you have already said. Um, and yeah, when we are offline, I'll definitely touch base with you and see um, how we can work together. Uh, but amazing, amazing information. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Jody.